ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. They need to go. They need to go now. And the Cats have pulled off the great escape. A stirring, inspiring, emotional win for Geelong. The Cats are through to the prelim. You can almost hear the cheese boards breaking as the D's chance of back-to-back AFLW premierships disappeared, with Geelong downing them to make their first prelim final. The final four teams consist of half who have been there, done that, and half new kids on the finals block. We preview AFLW prelim finals week. Plus, have you been keeping up with the mini Olympics? The Pacific Games are happening right now in the Solomon Islands and we have an update on some of the action and good vibes coming from Honiara. Plus a Sam Kerr zinger in soundbites. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Lauren Borden calls AFLW for the ABC and Lauren, the first prelim sees Brisbane hosting the Cats. Good news for Geelong with Chloe Shear overcoming that collarbone injury. The Lions go in unchanged. How do you see this one playing out? Well, it is amazing, isn't it, that Geelong have been able to name Chloe Shear after fracturing <laughs> her collarbone in the first qualifying final against Essendon. The coach, Dan Lowther, did say it's basically a pain threshold, so she's not going to be out of pain, you know, heading into this game, but she's just got to see if she can deal with it. So that would be a huge boost if they have Shia, if she's fit and firing coming into the games. She's just such a focal point down there in the forward line and also has that finals experience when she played at Adelaide and was able to win a premiership over there. So given Geelong's a bit of a younger side, I think she'll be so key there in the forward line if she is able to play. Gets it out to Amy McDonald. Will kick Geelong to full forward. She is back with a flight and has got it. Takes the mark at the top of the goal square. It's going to be tough for the Cats heading up to go and play Brisbane. Obviously coming off a tough win against Melbourne that used a lot of their energy. And now they've got to go up there and, you know, play a pretty ruthless side in Brisbane that, again, you know, started the season a little bit slow. We weren't sure how they were going to be when they had Greta Bodie and Emily Bates go out of the side and go across to Hawthorne. And then we've just seen what they're capable of in the last couple of weeks to beat Melbourne and Adelaide, even though Adelaide was just by a few points they've still got uh, everything that they've had before and they've just made changes. So Starsevich has been able to throw players like Brie Conan into the midfield to cope with those losses and it's worked for them so well. Kicked it as far as she could, out towards the boundary and it was far enough. And Brisbane are into a preliminary final. So I think for Geelong to win, they need to play all their four quarters. They've been pretty good at three. And then that fourth (laughs) one, they've just dropped off these last two weeks. So uh, they're going to have to hold on, but it's going to be very tough for Geelong to make it into their first grand final. Sunday at Princess Park, we have North taking on the Crows. And Lauren, this feels like the battle of the big guns, right? How do North stop Anne Hatchard, who was enormous last week? And in turn, how do the Crows stop Jazzy Garner? It really is. It's this battle of the two best midfields, really, in the competition. Steadies herself. She's already got one this afternoon. Now she's got two. Lovely finish from Jazzy Gardner. Just steadies her side. And I think it's coming down to almost the defenders, in a sense, of either side. Like, you watched Hatchard and Ponta as well last week, just getting quick clearances out in the middle. So that's going to then put pressure on uh, players like Jasmine Ferguson and Sarah Wright down in defence for North Melbourne to really stop it from going any further than, say, 40 metres out from goals. It's hard 
to stop each of these two midfield beasts, really, with Ghana and Radal just being real accumulators of the footy. And Ghana, another one of those um, players that are able to gain quick clearances out of the middle and get a quick inside 50. I think it's going to be tough for either side to stop them. Wings will probably come into play as well, just kind of closing in on the midfields and trying to get a quick hand pass out or trying to stop the opposition from going any further. Kicks across the goal face. Randall caught behind, brought it down. Waterhouse fighting. Randall suffers off the deck and slots her second. Oh, Chelsea Randall knows exactly where to be in the big games. Hopefully uh, we're able to see kind of the two midfields go one-on-one against each other. And then it'll be taking opportunities really in that forward line. North Melbourne were great last week or two weeks ago, really, in the qualifying final at using um, the ball inside 50 and converting. It's not always been their strong point and they were able to do that. So they're going to need to be able to do it again against Adelaide because I think those opportunities are going to be a lot more limited. So, Lauren, this is a very tough question, but do you have a tip? Who will our grand finalists be? I think we're going to see another Adelaide-Brisbane grand final. So I'd love to see North Melbourne or Geelong in there and we see another grand finalist, but I think it's going to be one of those big three clubs again uh, and it'll be up in Springfield, the grand final, if that is the case. There has been some dominance from those teams across the AFLW. Lauren Borden, thank you for your time. Enjoy the footy this weekend. Thanks, Poppy. The WBBL has a season-defining weekend as they head into finals. There is plenty at stake and they'll be playing at some of Australia's biggest stadiums. Think the MCG, the SCG, Adelaide Oval. The Adelaide Strikers and the Perth Scorchers currently sit 1-2 on the table and they face off for top spot and a home final. The Adelaide Strikers hang on by the skin of their teeth in the most remarkable win to go to the top of the WBBL table. The Scorchers will need a few things to go right to actually top the table, but winning this one is key. The back end of this season has thrown up some unexpected results, so really anything could happen. It's going to be huge and lucky for you. You can catch the Stadium Series action on the ABC Listen app live and ad-free. The Pacific Games are underway in the Solomon Islands at the moment and in case you've missed it, the Aussies are sitting second on the medal tally. This might surprise you, but almost all of Australia's medals have come in weightlifting and judo. The Rugby League Sevens has wrapped up already and in the men's, Samoa beat Fiji in the gold medal match with the Cook Islands taking out bronze and on the women's side of the draw, Cook Islands took gold over Tonga with Fiji taking bronze. Vainia Moala, the Cook Island team, they were fifth and up here in 2019, gold medalists in 2023. Michael Chow is over in the Solomon Islands covering the Pacific Games for the ABC. And Michael, it's possible there's a section of our audience who didn't even know the games were on. So can you give us a bit of a lay of the land? What are the Pacific Games? Absolutely. I mean, it's the biggest sporting event in the Pacific. Uh, Some folks in the media like calling it the quote-unquote mini Olympics, but (laughs) honestly, Apart from the sports and athletics, you you can't even compare the two. My partner, typical Australian girl, whiter than bread, but she's been (laughs) seeing, seeing some of the footage out here and she's like, why can't the Olympics be like this? Because at the Olympics, you'll have a flag ceremony or whatever. The opening ceremony, your athletes will parade out. That's it. Sure. But over here, it's different. Like virtually every team whips out a cultural dance, a haka, if you will. (laughs) 
literally every country gets love out here. Maybe at the Olympics, the Russians will cheer for Russia. Americans cheer for America and so on. Out here, every country gets a cheer from everyone. We spoke to some local Solomon Islanders here in Honiara, and we asked, who are you supporting? And they're like naming countries that they haven't even been to because they're like, look, this is our home. They traveled all this way. That's what we do. And honestly, if I could liken it to something, it's like you had a big neighborhood show up for a barbecue. We all brought a plate from home to share, and it's just one big island community where tens of thousands of islanders are just having a good time. (laughs) It sounds amazing. And we're almost halfway through the event. The Rugby League has wrapped up many events heading into finals across this weekend. What have been some of the highlights for you? Look, shout out to every athlete. They've been training for at least four years for this, but it feels like the culture has been the big winner off the field. I got to give a big shout out to Team Cook Islands. They've been a big hit out here, not just because they're winning games, but because where the cookies go, so to do their drums, which they call the pate. I was watching the basketball, Cook Island women versus PNG women. I just sat down next to this big dude, looked like a massive footy player, could have been a footy player himself, sure. But um, I was just like, yeah, hey, uh, Kiorana, who are you here to watch? He's like, oh, Cook Islands, yep. I'm the chef de mission of the team. So he's the big guy in charge of Team <laughs> Cook Islands. So I'm like, oh, right on. Okay. But like, you know, it's just like that kind of happens out here. Everyone's just kind of watching games. And yeah, first thing I had to ask him was about, you know, the support their team was showing and receiving. And he told me one of the most important things for him was that us Pacific Islanders remember to keep our culture closely intertwined with our sport as well. Cause like, you know, they're not necessarily separate entities. And like Team Cook Islands have really been embodying that vibe, but these whole games have been exactly that. Teams whip out war dances and songs before and after games. They're exchanging gifts. It's just, again, you don't see this stuff happening at the Olympics, but you do see it at the Pacific Games. And that's just, it's for me, it's the bigger calendar event. It sounds like an unreal vibe. We're heading into week two. Sports like netball get underway. We see the athletics kicking off shortly. What are you most looking forward to in this second week of competition? Yeah, look, I'm a Papua New Guinean man, so once the rugby league's over, I'm like, oh, okay, what else is on the menu? <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, um, like you say, netball is a big one. You can't underestimate how how much people love netball out here, not just in the Solomon Islands, but in Fiji and just, like, basically everywhere. Honestly, the big thing I want to see is the football or the soccer because, you know, we are in the Solomon Islands. It is their big sport. And now Solomon Islands on the counter-attack trying to stretch this defence of the Cook Islands. Maybe a, a shot just before half time. That's a killer blow. And so far, the football games have been crazy. Prime Minister Sogavere is out there, like, <laughs> watching the game with the crowd as well. Um, we've been seeing some uh, really, really great games, but it's the Solomon Islands that we're looking for because it is their big sport and this could be their year to get the gold in the football and this island will explode <laughs> with just noise and love and fanfare and I don't think anyone will be mad, even the other teams. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's been an unreal experience so far. Enjoy the rest of it. Michael Chow, thanks so much for your time today. No worries. Thank you. Sound bites. Sam Kerr scored a hat-trick for Chelsea today against Paris FC in the Champions League. Impressive? Very. But also not the only good shot she landed this week, as she was asked about Chelsea coach Emma Hayes leaving the club to coach the US women's national team. Most of us in football are are used to this thing, so it's sad to see her go, of course, but um, of course we all wish her all the best. Do you mean it? No. (laughs) 
petty and I like it. The AFL draft happened this week and the focus of the event is, of course, these young men achieving their footballing dreams. There's always a little bit of time for friends and family and all of that and big kudos to new North Melbourne recruit Riley Hardiman who made sure his mum got the credit she deserves. Who's got the better sporting prowess, mum or dad? Oh, don't make me pick this. Um, it's definitely going to have to be mum. I mean, she did Olympic powerlifting, she's done softball, swimming. I mean, dad said he could kick a footy, but i tell you what... Um, I'm going to have to go with mum on this one, Mickey. Hey, now, Riley, I've got a little bit of mail that your mum might have gone out and bought a new couch for tonight because she thought the lounge room was going to be on TV. Is that true or is that just a bit of a rumour? Um, no, you're dead on there. Um, she wants to make sure that everything's perfect for the occasion. No bellies will be left empty tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, the Italian there, she wants to make sure that everyone's happy. And, um, boy, she's um, showed up tonight, hasn't she? Wholesome. It's been five years since Kawhi Leonard left the San Antonio Spurs for the Toronto Raptors, but the fans haven't forgotten. This week, he returned with his current team, the Clippers, and they let him know about it. Leonard. How did Spurs coach Greg Popovich respond? Pops on the mic. Stop all the booing, let these guys play. It's got old class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Got big kids play nicely on the playground, please. Energy from Coach Pop. I'm Poppy Penny, and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. Thanks to Fox Footy, SBS, Bally Sports, and Solomon Islands Football for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.